Thank you for tuning in to the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I am your host, Lyle Barons. Thank you for joining us. Please subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a dope review on Apple Podcasts. Hey, I'm working real fucking hard on this shit, nigga. Okay, so if you want to support this podcast, there's the option to like donate on it on the on the anchor link. You can donate 99 cents a month. Right? You don't fuck with African kids? Fuck with me, nigga. Like, I'll tell you how it is. All right? Or, you know, uh, gift on iTunes the couple's therapy album to somebody. Or uh, buy it on Bandcamp and I get the money now. So, you know, if, if, uh, you, if you really uh, fuck with this pod. Having said that, gentrification, yuppies, techies, they're getting on my fucking nerves. Find out why. Let's fight up front so we can get to the real shit. So right now we're about to move some furniture and I'm about to have a fight. Art is gone because the artists are gone. When techies and yuppies are the artists, it brings the quality down because art isn't. I, and what I'm saying, like, like when the new artists in the in the like, whether it's musicians, comedians, whatever, when more and more of the artists coming in are techies or or yuppies it brings the quality down because art is not when you all speak the same language and then you go up and do your craft and then it's it's very palatable right art is when you have a bunch of motherfuckers from different walks of life right that have nothing to talk about but when they get up on that stage when they get on that court, when they get on that field, when they get in that kitchen, when they get behind that camera, when you give them these lines and a wardrobe, they make perfect fucking sense to all of us. We feel them. That is art. And that's that's like a that that's that's uh where I want to start this fight off. And I'm not saying that's art in like like no, this is art and anything other than that is not the case, but that is an that is a thriving artistic metropolitan community that I want to be a part of, that you want to be a part of. And the thing that sucks with techies in the Bay Area is you can hit a bar. And again, I'm I'm starting off from a very selfish perspective right now. The thing that sucks with techies in a Bay Area is you can hit a bar or meet a friend that's meeting friends. And if multiple if multiple people work in tech, it's like they all speak in the same fucking language. And it's it's the talking shop, and it's like never really over with. It's like, well, this CFO just blah 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 blah, and they acquired a blah 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 blah. That's not sexy. That's not getting my dick hard. And I understand it's sexy in that world, which is fine. It's not meant to be for me. But the issue is, it's at the expense of culture. Because I realize, me, if I'm around like like my comedian buddies, uh, some of my my film guy. Even though I'm not really in the film world, I still have an interest in it and still a world I want to be a part of. It's like I realize like at a certain point we can be talking too much shop to the point where, whether it's I want my girl, I want my boys, whatever the case may be. I'm like I still want to get people involved. I'm like okay, okay, we we, we kind of boring them. They they don't want to hear about this. You know, honestly, you kind of do gotta uh, you know when like you you really killing it in your social life when you approach it almost like a podcast not not like how you're on but how you're like this is not compelling content let's move on more people got to do that in social situations <laughs> but that's not sexy and he, and, and here's, here's, here's another one of my issues these tech companies they gravitate towards the san francisco's the los angeles's the new york's because there is art and culture and to unpack what art and culture is, th- this is my this is my thing for like if you say like does a city have art and culture? Like I don't want to just make it superficial by like are there more mom and pop restaurants than Applebee's? Are there more? Here, here, here's here's my thing, my criteria. Live entertainment, and not just there needs to be multiple levels of live entertainment. Like there's the obvious stuff. Where it's like, you know, you're super, like outside of your like superstar artist coming to town. There's like when you have like an independent artist that has like millions of streams, where it's like if you're not really in that artist, they're working. There's um, the artist that doesn't 
like a sing, like maybe they have a million streams all together, but then right like and they open for the people that we don't know who the fuck they are that are opening for like a you know a, a Lupe Fiasco or a Rihanna where it's like yeah yeah my brother's in the band and they open for them like oh really really never fucking heard of them that was like oh really they did that never heard of them I'll check them out we need them oh I'll check them out artist <laughs> somebody tells you something like oh I'll check them out there's gotta be that level and then obviously like you know it's got to be a good amount of open mics around to where like a musician comedians can work their way up. Same thing with comedy. It's like, there's got to be like the different, there's got to be like the, Oh God, I'm so glad I'm fucking not here. Comedy. There's got to be the, Oh, there was a few good people. And there's got to be like the, the five, $10 shows. And there's got to be like the $20 big dick shows like your boy, you know, like we need that level of it. And then we need like the actual comedy clubs that, you know, don't pay niggas enough money, but you know, whatever. Like we need, we need all of that shit. That that so that's live entertainment, like the different, like at least four levels of live entertainment. We need nightlife and diversity in nightlife. It can't just be shit that's catered to the, because like the thing is with a lot of these places, it's like expect like the places that don't have black people. It's just like kind of like, okay, this is where the dirt bags go. This is where the bougie people go. This is where the douchebags go. And this is just kind of where the locals go. But I'm saying places that do have black folk, it's like, okay, this is like the hood shit. And then this is like the kind of more bougie black shit. And then this is, but I'm saying you got to like really, they, you even got to have your different levels of black bougie or, or of a POC bougie, if, if you say POC because you're an asshole. So you need that. Diversity and potential sexual partners. I don't need to unpack that. You know what I mean? Like, is it different kinds of bitches? What well, is it different kinds of niggas? Because we are like a few women listen to this. And you mean neighborhoods that ain't just white, the ghetto in Chinatown. That's what I consider. That, that's that, 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 that's what makes it me consider like a real city. Anyways, they're taking away from all that shit and not offering like these fucking tech companies like when some big kill the earth company does they thing and and they'll have like a we'll we'll plant a tree for every baby seal we murder so we can make paper clips right these companies ain't doing that like they're like they're just fucking take taking these companies don't hire live entertainment i like not now but like a few this is like probably like my second year in comedy like some kid he got it wasn't like no official thing it was like hey let's do comedy at their tech office and i was like are they paying he's like no man i try to get like i try to get like 300 out of them they just wouldn't do it and they're like oh well, we can give you like free beer and food and it was like one of them tech companies where it's like you had to like like it was like 2012 so it felt like more futuristic than it does now but it was on like some like you scan your hand thing take a picture up front and then it comes out and that's your name tag. And in 2012, it was like, oh shit, oh, we owe some inception shit. Like it felt futuristic in in 20, 2012, 20, no, it was 2013. But but if it, it, it felt like some shit in 2013. But my point is, I did it like in a lot of these places, like a lot of these, because like I turned down a lot of shit from like gigs from tech companies. Like I, I like fucking, um, I'm, I'm going to bring Ariel in, in here. I'm going to tap Ariel and then tap her out. But is, at Ariel's job, they tried to get me to work for free, didn't they? They did. Come, come closer to the mic. They, there was like two instances that happened. You want me to tell stories? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there were two instances that happened. One of them was we had a cor corporate event and um, like we were hosting essentially. And we were talking about what we should do for like entertainment. And I was like, well, you know, my boyfriend's a comedian. Uh, he'd be a really great like addition to this event. I think it'd be a great opportunity. And my boss's boss heard that. He's like, oh yeah, well, you know, I play in a band. Maybe we can all like, we can do something. Everyone can like pitch in with their talents. And I was like, Ugh. are you, are you fucking stupid? Like, no, this is his profession. Like it's a profession. You have a stupid dad band. This, this is someone with a profession and talent and that people pay money to go see every weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the first time. And the second time was you got a great gig um, with a company that I don't work for, but I work adjacent to. And I was telling my coworkers, including 
like our chief operating officer about it. So he kind of is- That's CFO for you little niggas. It's CFO. <laughs> oh, my, I don't even know what the thing is. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for fucking up But he story, does hold but... the money. And um, he was like, oh, do you think we could see the recording of, of the set that Lyle did? And I was like, well, you know, they paid for it. And, I, and he was like, oh. Well, I might add. Yeah, quite well. Um, and he was just like, oh, okay, I see. So it might be a little bit more difficult. And I'm just like, you either pay for it or you don't. <laughs> like, it's that simple. That's, that, yeah, that's my fucking thing. Okay, you tapped out now, baby. But the, 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 let's give it up for Aria one time. There we go. And, and by the way, like, because, and that's like my thing with it is because they're fucking, like, you know, like, also with like doing shows, because I'm like, one reason I do very well as a comic is I understand that there is diversity in people. Like, I was, I obviously understand that black people are very diverse. I know the difference between a hood nigga, street nigga, and a ghetto nigga. Like, I understand the differences in all these things. So I, I understand the difference in white people and the diversity of white people. Like, I really like performing for like, I rather perform for old money white people than new money white people. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so I've gotten tipped after shows, I will say, like directly tipped where there's been like a cover and somebody just hands me some money because they really fucking enjoyed me, is is Santa Barbara. I got $100 once and another dude gave me something like 20 or four, and it was like a $20 cover. And he's like, dude, that was amazing. Hey, fuck. I don't know what the fuck their problem was. And like, he just, he was like, yeah, I feel bad for you, nigger. And <laughs> another time, it was like, why do black, black people, we always like making white people say nigger stuff for me. Oh, thank you, nigger. I don't know why we do that, but it's funny. But that time, then another time I'm on stage and this guy, uh, he gave me $100. And then when I was, doing a weekend in Tucson, the fucking, the track team from um, Arizona, wherever Steve Kerr went, where the Wildcats is at in, in uh, Tucson, they came to the show, the track team, and I was like, being like, they were like talking to them, like, see, that's why you don't get bitches like the basketball and the football players, so y'all don't show no respect. And then I was like roasting them, and it was fucking great, and their parents loved it, and then I ended up sitting next to them on the flight back, and they, they live in Hermosa Beach, I'm flying back to L.A., where I was living at the time, and they're like, you know, like we just we we want to support the arts. We don't really know how to go about it, so please just take this. And they gave me a hundred dollars and twenties on the plane, and then we we're getting fucked up off margaritas on the, from the flight back from Tucson to Phoenix to L.A. And then uh, I did a show in Silicon Valley in what's that Mountain View, and it was it was like a free show. And then this dude was like, oh, hey. it was like packed out show, free show. And it was like a, a mandatory clean show because it was like at a cafe. So, and I just did it because I needed some clean tape. But point being, after the show, this guy was like, oh, man, that's fucking amazing. I'm like, oh, I oh, appreciate that, bro. Yeah, it's so fucking, oh, man. Nah, nah, nah. And then like, because like one thing I don't like is when like when niggas give you like a replay of everything you said. Like, yeah, I know. I say it every night. Just tell me you like my shit. Keep it moving. And then he, he was like, dude, pl please, man. I really appreciate it. And he hands me some money. And it was fucking $2. And that's why the fuck I hate you techie niggas, man. Like I said, I got to have the fight up front before we unpack all the other shit. So let's get into techie comedians. Because they're like really fucking stupid because they bring this PowerPoint presentation perspective to comedy. And it's, 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 it's dumb. It's like me coming into like the tech world and I'm coming in with like some nigga drug dealer mentality about how to like for them to sell some software. Like, man, you can laugh. Like, I, 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 bro, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, right, when we just selling the shit in the corner, right? Like, you need to hit a lick. So we just need to go in and get the niggas database, bro. And I'm just coming <laughs> in with like all this like ignorant Oakland niggatry. That's exactly how the fuck they sound when they come into comedy trying to sell a 10 year vet, an eight year vet about how to do shit, or you just see them fucking up shit. I fucking hate these techie comics, man. Cause like tech, cause like with tech, it's like you kind of it requires you to like think. So it's like one, it's like smart dumb nigga syndrome, as the great uh Brian Simpson put it. This it's like it's smart dumb nigga syndrome. Here's an example, right? Excuse me. 
one dude was like trying to tell me about comedy, and he was like, and I, I like the guy. Shout out Usoff, but it was fucking stupid. He was like, <laughs> I mean, like he wrote me like this long paragraph, but he what he basically said was, I mean, what comedy is, we're selling experience. Like this is a moment. This is like a roller coaster. Like we are selling heightened experience, laughter, our perspective, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. You can't think about this shit like you selling to Groupon suits. Do your fucking art. When you start thinking overly product, and by the way, also like niggas is more cut from my cloth, like black comics. I tell them, chill out with all the social media sketches and the followers and the merch. Like, have a fucking act and uh, stop humping stools. Like, so, but we're not talking about them niggas. Like, there's an episode where I did that. So, we talking about you guys. But that's, that's one. The other shit with techie comedians is they're often bitch ass niggas. And I don't mean that in no like rap song way. I mean, they lack character. They lack integrity. They're dick riders. Like, they don't want to be your friend. They don't want to get some game from you. And the second it's a comic in the room with some more credits than you, oh, you see them go above and beyond for them. Like, damn, like, you really want to fucking... And I mean, I realize, like, well, wow, it kind of sounds like you're hating. No, no, this, this is not fucking hating. This is not hating. I'm speaking from personal experience. Like I said, we're going to get the fucking fights out the way first. It was this gig, right? I was doing with Sammy. I'm not going to say the little nigga name because he's going to like quit in five years. But the little nigga, right? And I, because Sammy was like, oh, whoopty woo, like we're going to do a money run. And a money run is when there's a gig that's like an hour or so away that you could not ideally, that you could not take public transportation to. But it's it's like a few hundred dollars. Anyway, so I'm like, boom, I know a kid. Hit up the little techie nigga. This is like, oh, man, I want to. This is my first day interning at comedy. I, I'm interning at comedy, right? So anyway, so I'm like, we'll, we'll do. A, and I'm on the way because Sammy's in Fremont. I'm in Oakland. I'm like, boom, get me in Oakland. Then we get Sammy, smash the Santa Cruz, smash back, right? He's like, oh no, I'm headed straight to Sammy. I was like, nigga, what? Nigga, I got you for the shit, you little pussy. He's like, no, no, no. But like the way it just makes sense, it doesn't make sense. We but like we both East Bay. It's like cross the fucking bridge. He's like, well, no. So I had to go here. I had to get this. I'm like, nigga, I don't give a fuck. And and then like later, he's like, okay, I can kind of see how. Yeah, I should have should have got you first. My bad, man. I'm like this little bitch. Like and that's bitch ass nigga shit. Cause like you're going, you're like, no, I'm just gonna go rush over the big nigga. And then so. That's one right there. The other thing, like I told you, I'm getting the fights out the way first. Like all, all the niggas I wish I could fight, but I, I know they would press charges. The other thing with techie comedians is they lack a certain amount of basic professionalism. Like a lot of comics are not like the in the most often day job, like how you see those memes like like hoes have jobs like teacher, nurse, uh, makeup artist, right? The the starter kit job for comedians in, in like uh, basic internet language, comedians are normally teachers, service industry, hospitality business, gig industry, something trade school adjacent or in sales. So with the exception of sales, most of them do not make as much money, but it's still a working culture with more professional expectations these techs these tech offices got beer and liquor in all the places and all of them in like most tech places they work in an open space with glass windows so what i'm saying is i've had these off-brand niggas show up drunk to shows i was late because i got drunk at dinner with my girl my sister then they got the nerve to want respect mm. yeah nigga you and, the, and there's no beef. There's no beef. I'm just saying they make this shit a very terrible work environment. So now that, now that we got the bitch-ass tech comedian niggas out the way, we got how shitty they are, how shitty they are at comedy shows. And, and by the way, like, because tech folk, because when I was running a show, like, Laugh City, running shows in Oakland, right, and weekend shows, $20 covers, right, I'm going to tell you my weekday shows was a lot of tech people coming in t tipping bullshit, acting like they don't know how to use Venmo. Like, like oh, well, you can tip Venmo. Oh, yeah, my phone ain't working. Fuck you, nigga. Just like they are fucking cheap pieces of shit. 
And here, here's my other thing with like with like techies is like you know how, and this is like just why I hate them so much, is because you know how like all right, all right, I'm gonna tap you in for this. So Ario, you know how like a kid in the NFL will get like you know six seven million dollars, blow it all, act a damn fool, shoot people, get arrested a bunch, do dumb shit on the internet. And people are like, well, this is what happens when you give a kid from the ghetto this amount of money. You know, these little niggers don't know how to handle. And like, that's, I mean, I don't say that, but that's like the implication, right? Yeah. The way I felt, because the way I put with the, with the one little nigga, right? The way I like started to like get him and, and his, his kind was just like, oh, you guys didn't ever, not that they never had to have like struggle or have like real jobs or whatever, but they never really had to, like, they moved to this place, they get the bag, right? And good money for, like, what they will be making in most places, uh, compared to most places in the country doing something else. And it's like, oh, you niggas don't know how to act either. It's like the same, and it's like, okay, a, a kid from college at NFL is anywhere from, like, 19 to 22, 23, and you're... 24 25 but y'all still ain't matured y'all still like full of shit y'all still get drunk y'all still want to be in these worlds where you don't know how to act and you still think it's all fucking good does that does that make sense to you yeah i feel like a lot of them they've never held a job where they relied on tips and like they just view tips as like a very like they've only they only view tips from like a giving giving tips rather than receiving tips perspective and i think that that changes like how you think about tipping you know what I mean? Agreed. Now let's get into gentrification now. Now with gentrification, and gentrification, that can mean techies, some bitch that move here to be a teacher or a bartender. Gentrification don't just mean techies and yuppies. It's gentrifiers on food stamps. Don't get it twisted. It, it's gentrifiers that I have more money than. <laughs> like, nigga, you should have stayed home. <laughs> My thing is just because you were too progressive for your, and this is why the fuck I hate gentrification, just because you were too progressive for your town doesn't mean you are progressive enough for ours. This gentrification culture is a lot of shitty white Peter Pan adults that move to our big cities because they don't like Republicans and they want to fuck somebody of the same sex or different ethnicity and want to try Thai food. But they're still of their fucking backwards ass community. Just because you don't say racial slurs and you're open to a more diverse social circle doesn't mean you're still not a product of your community. And I hate white people don't take more ownership of their community. Like us, blacks, Latinos, we always have to give context for who we are. At the end of the day, I'm always going to have some South Side in me. I'm always going to be from the barrio, you know? Like, we always got to, like, give people context for where we're coming from, who we are, why our mannerisms or aggression will be at a certain level. But white people act like because they thought different, they moved, and boom, their work is done. No, it's not, nigga. No, it's fucking not. You still got work to do on your fucking self. And like, it's, especially the ones that's like, you wouldn't believe the things that I had to hear where I'm from. Yes, I would. I just had to get out of there. No, you didn't. I don't like you, nigga. And they move here, ruin 60% of the nightlife because it's now catered and operated by shitty, angry, man-hating, passive-aggressive, racist, white cunts. Then they want artists and niggas to change our vocabulary and cater to them. Because a meme told them they were marginalized? Fuck that. And then they wonder why the establishment suffers when Lyle Bears isn't putting on a show there. Oh, I'm taking a personal Michael Jordan. I did get a little personal. <laughs> Let me bring it back. Let me bring it back. Let me bring it back. But the thing is that, like, really is like with these people their white privilege never escapes them. They want to tell a nigga about political correctness or lecture about etiquette when the entire reason they came to experience something that's different than where they're from. And that's white, and that's white supremacy. That's racist. That's millennial racism. Even if the gentrifier is a black person or a Latino or a Latinx, whatever, it's white supremacist thinking. 
And white supremacist thinking has invaded some black folk, a, a, a good amount of uh, Latinos. It's like we, well, shit, they, they make over 60K a year and they start voting Republican. It's like, I saw Mexicans crying when John McCain died. Like, oh no, man, he was good. Don't get me started on the Cubans. But I agree with Ariel. Anything you, 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 uh, you want to tap in? Anything you want to add to that? Well, I think that you're right that a lot of gentrifiers think that they're like unique when they come to a place because they're they don't even think of themselves as of as a part of the ecosystem of the new place and like thinking like okay how do I like okay for example if you go to a new country a lot of times what you'll do is like I'm gonna learn the language I'm gonna learn the, the local customs do I bow or shake hands like. You want to learn these basic respect things before you go to someone else's country. And they do because a lot of them travel to Asia. Right. But they don't treat going to like a new place in the U.S. the same way. Like they don't treat going like moving from a suburb, even moving from, let's say, Walnut Creek to Oakland. They don't treat that as like, I'm going to be living in a new place. Let me see, take the temperature, see what it's like. Oh, people like even moving like to the east coast oh it's like very much more common on the east coast for people just like men to hold the door open when people are coming through like Facts. that does not fucking happen in california men are rude here so it's like if you're a man moving to the east coast and you see a woman you see that that's happening you you gotta note it you gotta note it in your head oh that's part of the culture here i'm gonna make sure i do that or i'm gonna look like a bitch you know, and so it's the same kind of thing with the gentrifiers, especially the ones that come to California and San Francisco in particular, with some sort of like dream of being um, a little like manic pixie marginalized person. <laughs> <laughs> like all power to you as far as like who your identity is, but it's all, but don't think that your identity trumps whatever the fuck is already there as well. You know, like integrate yourself. So on another note to further unpack the poor or like the the not well off gentrifiers. Why is it the niggas think because they identify with goofy pronouns and do some different shit sexually that they don't have racism or backwards ass ways? They don't check themselves. You mean to tell me all the Karens voted for Trump and none of them voted for Obama a third time? No, nigga, it's Karens to eat box and fuck black guys. Don't get it fucking twisted. So that self entitlement that develops itself in white communities and small communities. You, you mean to tell me that's not a part of you? Get the fuck out of here. Just because you're not as dumb as your father and your mother doesn't mean it's not still in you. And this is reason 426 why white people need to embrace their fucking whiteness because they think, oh, I'm not a part of that. Oh, no, I've, I've outgrown that. No, look, man, I am from Long Beach. I am from LA and I am from Oakland. All of that shit is a part of me. All that shit is a part of me. So, like, whether it's, like, body... And I'm not trying to, like, brag. Like, I'm the most West Coast nigga ever. I'm, like, a YG song with the Nipsey song and a Tupac song and the E-40 song. I'm not trying to, like, big myself up. But I'm saying, like, I am from Long Beach. I am from L.A. I am from Oakland. So, like, all that shit is a part of me. So, there will be... I react to things a certain... Like, when I... Like, in Oakland, for example... Like, niggas say to me from times, I'm like, yeah, man, I can tell you, you, like, you from here, but you ain't really, really from here. You know what I mean? And L.A. is certain thing. You know what I mean? So it's like your region and your community definitely informs that. And that's just what black people. That's just what Latinos. So I don't get, like, why these white people think that, like, just because, you know, they don't, they keep educating themselves. Like, and, and man, this is, like, fucking white people. And by the way, you Indians and Asians ain't safe neither, nigga, okay? Because y'all are kind of a part of this too, but I'm saying white, but I also kind of mean you guys in this scenario a little bit. But <laughs> but with that shit, right, it's just like I really feel like people don't check themselves enough. You know what I mean? Because it's like, okay, you're coming to this like, new community, you 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 like black art like it's America so like black art just is American art so it's like you're influenced by black culture and all these things and you're influenced by Latino culture and all these things but like you don't like check yourself and you not like you 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 don't check the community that you're originally from and you think that just because you moved it's gone again Any, anything you like to add to that no okay 
So what Lyle Barron's is saying, all you motherfuckers that get on, on your Facebooks, your Instagrams, and you fucking retweet AOC and Tahanasi Coast. I'm not saying you can't be a fucking ally, but at a certain point, an ally cannot just be retweeting. I don't want to unpack social media activism. I'm going to save that for like another episode that like I really don't want to do, but I don't have to do, but I really don't want to talk about that shit. But so I'm without getting too into social media activism, but the point is it's like checking yourself and informing yourself. It can't just be reading something about uh, white savior syndrome and reading a meme and all this. No, you really got to check yourself and how you interact with black people and Latinos on a day-to-day basis. You know, I've been saying Latinos a lot more now that I found out how many Latino listeners I have. <laughs> it's really important that you pander as you get bigger as an artist. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> All right, let's get into talking to black people now. So in regards to talking to black people, because that's something that we like, you don't know how to talk to black people. You don't know how to speak to black people. Let's 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 unpack that. A lot of these motherfuckers don't know how to speak to black people. And let me just say, like, black people are not super complicated in terms of engaging respectfully. Feel out the temperature, read the room, just know, fuck your opinions. You have some requests, do them with manners. Excuse me, like, I'm just wondering, like, your music. I'm, like, I gotta have, I'm just, I'm not telling you, I'm asking you. Can you please just turn that down? Because, like, my kids here and I want them hearing them cuss words. I would just appreciate that. Be humble and keep it moving. And that's for, like, a wide spectrum of our culture. Because I realize, like, as I say a lot, you know, like, it's black people. It's niggas. It's hood niggas. It's bougie black people. It's the Jack and Jill African-Americans. It's Negroes. So, like, it's we are diverse people just like all other cultures. But for a general way, that's a good way to operate with black people and the rest of the world. The other thing, and I noticed this when I was 13 and I moved to the Bay Area from L.A. It's a lot of minstrel show niggas in the Bay. It's a lot of niggas that just love the fact they got an Asian bitch. And it'll be like some chubby hood rat. Basically, like, she looks like some, like, regular fucking, you know, throwaway hoe that you would find in Richmond. But she's fucking Asian. It's like, oh, yeah, she hood as fuck and got, you know, two baby daddies, but she Cambodian while she doing like, nigga, like, love yourself a little bit more. They just like they'll be on Bart and just like because I know like I remember I remember I would be on Bart and I would just see like these niggas like talking to like a. Like, like a white man, and they just be like, well, you know what they don't know, so Sudafed antibiotics, and it's like, oh, uh, and the white man just like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, great, I gotta pretend a nigger knows about science, okay, yes, yes, that it, well, I, I, I didn't read that study, where'd you hear it? Oh, interesting, oh, the, oh, the, 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 <laughs> the fruit of Islam Herald, you don't say, I've, I gotta check that out. <laughs> Shut up, nigga. <laughs> and the same token, because and this is like this is like the bad side. This is like the coon side of Barry Call. And when I say coon, I don't mean it in the fun way that like me and Trev say it, like, yeah, yeah, we about to coon, like just have a good time. I mean like minstrel show cooning. Like, cause then the other side of that is you have a lot of white people where they just love the fact they're engaging with niggas. They are scared of black people, naturally. So just like an example, like a white man told me a story where he was like, he was like, he had to use the bathroom. And basically he went into like this nigga barbershop and the guy gave him, and I know this story well, because uh, we, because I used to go to that barbershop and them niggas kept fucking up. Bottom line is, Blah, blah, blah. Owned the shop, gave him a key, used the bathroom. He was like, I, like, he treated me like I was human. I was like, nigga, you just had to, like, take a piss. It's not that big of a deal. And then he just kept going there, and he was like, he admitted that he would be scared when he went there, but he was, like, intrigued. And it was, like, a very safari relationship to basically just going to a nigga barbershop. And that's what a lot, like, a lot of the relationships on the most like kind of basic primal level of race in the Bay Area. I can't speak to other areas. 
is on some safari shit. It's that. Also, with speaking to black people, a lot of gentrifiers, they get used to talking to one type of black person. That's what is, that's like what is not knowing how to speak to black people. Like when you, so Ariel, can you give me an example of somebody in uh, a white bubble that you would find in like a, in like a Bay Area, Brooklyn, uh, LA, is, you know, the Chicago, like, like give me an example of like a white bubble. Uh, like the Montclair Hills? No, 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 no. Not like a neighborhood, but like a oh. world. I guess like the kind where it's like they make a bunch of money, but they don't dress super nice. They have a lot of camping gear. They're like hiking all the time and they donate to a lot of causes. Boom. Okay. They're like often used to talking to either like a black dude with a white or Chinese girlfriend. That is more like, oh, yes, yes. Okay. And I'm not I'm not going to say he's a house nigga because I'm not one of these guys just because because I realize like I've taken sacrifices in my life to live a very real nigga life. So I don't judge other black men that choose to go the other way about their shit because you can't take me and a real nigga to the bank. That's honor. Right. So but having said that, you know, these niggas, they, they lacking a little bit of bass in their voice, you know, and they'll, they'll like normally have a white Asian girl or whatever. And they're like, oh, OK, yeah, sure. Sure. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go camping once you go. Oh, no, no worries, no worries. If, if somebody says some racist shit in front of them, some like quasi racist shit, they'll be like, that was kind of weird. <laughs> like, that's the, oh, that's, that's odd. Like, it's not like, fuck you, motherfucker. Or like, you know what, nigga, I'm gonna walk away right now. Like, there's normally, and I don't judge black men for how they deal with racism neither, because we all got our own way. And I don't, I don't say like, oh, you overreacting or like, oh, you going out like a bitch. I don't do that. But what I will say is, when it's like, oh, oh. when you react to it like a white guy, I'm gonna judge you a little bit. When you're like, oh, that's, huh. so like there you, so like that rich camping, them like I make a bunch of money and I wear North Face motherfuckers. They're like used to being around a certain type of black person that just can kind of like, and you know those types of those types of white people, right? They're used to being around black people where they can pretty much dominate the conversation. Because they're like, oh, I have money and I I fucking camp and I hike and I've traveled and, you know, like I'm the shit. And they're not like the thing like I'm the shit, but it's more like passive. I'm the shit energy. So they're used to wherever they go, dominating the conversations. And at the end of the day, like what they think a nigga has to say ain't really that interesting. It's got to be really, you know, it, I mean, let's listen to a David Goggins. You know, you know, who David Goggins is. No. He's like um he's like fitness Gary V. Okay. He's he's another internet big daddy. Gotcha. I feel like those people they'll like their biggest interaction with black people is like donating to the East Oakland Softball League. You know right. what I mean? And then they want to show up with the trophy of the, their team that they sponsored. And like, you know, they want to like, yeah, it's so great. Like I'm teaching my kids how to give back to the community. I bring my kids to my volunteering. I want my kids to learn how important it is to give these little black girls a chance. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of And they rather go towards the black girls and the black transgenders and the homosexuals before the black men. Let me make that clear. And it's not saying, look, black transgenders lives matter, black uh, black women's lives matter, all that shit. I'm saying it's certain types of white people that would rather be like, get out the way, nigger. Let me go help your women and your in your gays first. And I think they'd also rather mentor, just quote unquote, mentor children than recognize that those children have parents who are who are parents like they're doing their fucking job. You know, a lot of times I look at black kids and and see, oh, they don't have they don't have a community that can guide them. They don't have people who value education in their life. And I, this is things that is just like said a lot in that world. Um, and what they're really saying is like <laughs> they basically have some like like dumb broke n-words as parents like that's what they're really trying to say you know i feel so bad for these kids so they don't have to grow up like that and that's like super racist we just got aria to say n-word on the podcast i'm very excited all right so having said that I'm, i wonder if anybody's gonna check me for you saying that whatever it'll be interesting to see anyways it. it doesn't matter it's still <laughs> anyways <laughs> but then at the same time we're gonna be like some dumb broke African-Americans. Like, it wasn't fun. <laughs> Anyways, so 
So, so I'm I'm glad you touched on that because I didn't even have this in my notes, and and I'm I'm glad you said that because that's yeah that's that's the missing piece is we they're fucking used to like like they're more comfortable when they they're not dealing with black people as equals. So it's like you said where it's like all right I'm gonna mentor da 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 I'm gonna sponsor this. Or it, cause you know what it never is. It never is like, hey, this black person that like works in my field. Let me see how the fuck they feel. Let me see if, hey, is this black person maybe smarter than me? Am I maybe not the smartest? Is maybe a black man or woman the smartest motherfucker in the room? And what I'm saying, what what I'm essentially saying is that these motherfuckers don't want to deal with black people as equal. So it's like, all right, here, here's a little pennies. Go get yourself a little associate's degree and you know go go manage uh, go manage a bus stop right but it's it's never like it's never within their world and then when it does come to the world it's like well would ladies go first and then of course there's more white women and it's like they would rather help a white woman up than a black man or or a transgender or whatever and it's like and and, and it's not to me say because I realize you know what F- fuck what people may think look nigga white people Give a fuck about white bitches and transgenders and gay, uh, whatever, whatever ethnicity more than they do black men. I'm gonna just say it. Them type of white people that you were talking about. Them like, I make uh over a hundred k a year and go hiking and have a bunch of fucking North Face and I'm always doing something like them type of white people. Like yeah, fuck them. So the thing that like really really pisses me off. What what about this is like me, and some could say like, well, Lyle, you're a comedian, you know how? No, it's not because I'm a comedian. Well, I mean, maybe it is, but it's like I don't speak to all white people the same way. Like a white person is from like Arizona or Nevada that works with their hands. I'm not gonna speak to the same way I would a sheltered suburban one. Same thing, like like what Mexicans. I'm like a small town. Mexican that's like deep into like the weed game and maybe some other stuff. I'm not going to speak to them the same way I'm going to engage a Chicano studies major at, you know, SF State or Dominguez. You know, I'm going to talk to everybody like and not and like I don't code switch. I don't change my voice. But it's like. Is there's a certain shit where like I'm just not going to say that to you. I kind of know how you're going to because here is a perfect example. Right. I don't say certain things to, to people because, like, I'm scared. I don't say certain things because I don't want to have this fucking conversation. And I wish more people... But it's like... But the problem is... You know the problem is? Like, we don't get in enough assholes, really. That's what I think the problem is. Anyways, in regards to, like, knowing how to speak to black people. Ariel, is there anything you would like to add as, as somebody that... And by the way, this is why I really like having Ariel on this. Is because she is... Born and raised in Oakland, works in tech, but she's born and raised in Oakland and she's seen the community change. And when in regards to people who work in tech, I look at people that are like really from this city, like Will, Illa, you know, that they're like work in tech, but are still from their city. I look at it like, oh, Ford just came in and they're like, we got jobs. And it's like, this is <laughs> it, it's uh, Frank Underwood's America Works program and they just go work at the internet. That's how I look at that. But, anyways, do you have anything to add about in regards to speaking to black people? Yeah, I'd say, like, there's two main things I've noticed around, like, people from my community speaking to Black people and not being good at it. Um, one... And, and what is your community to, like, just summarize it quickly? The, like, the, the Oakland Hills, which is, like, mostly white and upper middle class. And if you for our non-California uh, Barry listeners, the Oakland Hills is where Kevin Durant played when he played for the Warriors. Anyways, this is where <laughs> so he lived. <laughs> lived, lived. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think um, what I'll see is like either people are just like too colloquial. Like they'll be like, like your everyday life is just talking like this. But then you go, yeah, man, like how you doing? Like, okay, yeah, that's right, girl. Like they just like decide that they're like a teeny bit black when they talk but not well <laughs> you know what I mean? right. like, oh they're gonna get me better if i talk like this you know what i'm saying and then and then like let me just say i like my people white like i like <laughs> i don't i like frank sinatra more than justin timberlake right and then the converse of that is like 
and this is a, a big white girl thing, especially like white girls in their teens through thirties is like calling black men, sir. And like being like overly formal, like, Oh, excuse me, sir. Like they're talking to like security guard. Excuse me, sir. Would you happen <laughs> to know like where the, um, Nigga, you've done that. <laughs> no, I saw him do that in Jamaica. Well, you're like, that's different. That's a third world country. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have like the British system there. I don't know what their honorifics are all about. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> but it's like, or like the bigger British. Hi, sir. Um, my name is Arielle. I, um, are you here to pick me up? Thank you, sir. Like just like a lot of sirs. And it's like, you don't call anyone else, sir. Like I'm all for respect, of course. Like respect is very important. But it's it's like, don't, if you're being disingenuous to like how you usually talk, you're not really showing respect, <laughs> even if you're saying the word, sir. I think that, that like, maybe it's another one of those things where, like, check the temperature. If you're in the South where everyone says, ma'am and sir, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, that's, like, a lot more understandable. But if you're in, like, Oakland, <laughs> where it's, like, that's not really part of our lexicon, you know, you know, be respectful in the way you would be respectful to any other kind of person. I just, I just got to say this is that is kind of, like, that was kind of like a, a LA quote colloquial. Is I, I, you know what the hell I mean? You say sir a lot. Yeah, because I said like yeah. like nah, sir. That, that ain't the look, sir. That's totally different. What's good? With you? Yeah, yeah. Like we say that amongst yeah. each other. Right. Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad you added that because that is not something I was aware of. One day, nice young white girl will call you sir. Uh, well, they normally call me Mr. Barons. Doctor Barons to you. <laughs> Because yeah, I lie at brunch. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that, yeah, that's that, that's my thing. Is like, look, man, I don't like the fucking fact that, like, when you see these memes and shit, this this like, you know, especially after like every time after like, you know, like five black people get killed by cops in a row for nothing, you see this shit like black people are tired. We are tired, and I hate seeing that shit because I know. I know racist white people love it because they have a bully mentality, right? So they're like, yeah, you're tired, you're tired. Then on the other hand, quote unquote, white ally, we're going to talk about the problem. Uh, speaking of the problematic white allies, right, is I know they see that shit and they're like, yes, they are tired. <laughs> no, nigga, I'm not tired. I'm just getting started, nigga. But what I don't like is that we are always having to make ourselves accessible and nobody else fucking is. All right. Let's close this out on uh let's close this out on one of uh this podcast's time and memorial favorite topics. All right, so let's get into dating techies and gentrifiers. That's that's fun. Like here's my thing about about dating techies that like on the on the dates I've gone out with like techie bitches with the techie titties, right? They talk about work, like what they do is is so, so fucking important. And I'm not going to pretend there isn't a high level of stress with working in that world. But it doesn't make for a good date. And like, I've dated lawyers, waitresses, obviously, like EMTs, and it'll be some work talk, and they're just like, hey, how you doing? But like, the... The, the tech women on dates, like, it just never stopped. Like, oh, my God, and then this thing is happening. Oh, my God, and it, it does that make sense to you? Yeah, because dating techies is awful. I mean, I don't know how you put up with it with me, but, like, I remember. Because you're, like, from here, like, you know what I mean? You're, like, from, like, a place, and it's, like, if just tech didn't make its way to the Bay Area, you'd, like, you'd be doing something that required a college degree. But you know, you're still you're still like a person. You're like like you. Thank you. You're not from like some nowhere place. Why well, as, as you know you know let, let me let me not just put this all on geography. I'm just gonna say there is like a certain type that just turns into a robot working in tech, or they were robots before. But yeah, I think that's part of just like how like tech the tech industry in general is so infected with like everything it takes to be an engineer is put above all else like that type of logic and thinking and how do we do design thinking and there's all these like these like thought leadership things about like how to optimize productivity and and build teams in the right way that's all based on the core of like what does an engineer do and how do they process things 
And I think that infects every other part of the organization, like including marketing. It's like, it's never about like, oh, this thing is just fucking dope. <laughs> you know, like it's going to work. You know, it's right. always got to be like a million data points to show, well, this uh, tested well with these people and tested well with other people. And it's like, sometimes you don't want to just test it. You just want to get it out there and, and, and like, and like see if it works and it'll like take off, you know? So I feel like that was a ramble, but the point is that dating techies is awful. Every date is a job interview and they don't like to spend a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I'd be curious about like techie on techie dating. Cause like I would never date a female comedian because that'd be like one, it'd be like really fucking boring. And I've gone on some dates with like some bad bitch open micers, but that's not like real. And like one date where I'm just trying to get my dick wet, but like where they don't like really do it, and then they're kind of like asking you questions, and like yeah, I'm all, and like they'll also be into like acting and music and some other stupid shit, and or dancing or whatever. So it's like it's fine, but like oh, actual fee, female comic that like I fucking like uh, respect as a comedian, I'm not doing that shit. Like that's ugh, boring. So um, among other reasons. But so, like, a techie dating a techie, like, I don't, like, I don't get people, excuse me, like, fucking with people in, like, the same field. Well, I feel like it might actually be better to date a female techie than a male one, because most of them are engineers. And, like, the amount of them with little to no social skills is, like, incredible. Like, I went on some dates with guys who, like, I was just, like, creeped the fuck fuck out by the way they operate like they look normal they act normal at first what does operate mean how do they operate like i feel like part of it is maybe autism but it's just and wait, 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 no, i don't i don't want to put autism on because i do feel and i'm i'm saying as somebody that has seen a lot of bad live comedy and just been around a lot of people i will say we throw the word autism around a lot i think it's like blank face like you're talking to them, you ask them questions and like, they don't ask questions and then you're just sitting there. Like, and then- Is that autism? I mean, there's a spectrum of autism. No, 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 I, I totally get that. Like, and I, I realized like there is a certain level, like Chris Rock was saying he's like, right. Cause he had a friend joke that he maybe had autism and then he said, no, seriously, you might. And he's got like, whatever is right before autism. Yeah. And Chris Rock, cause he's like on his little apology, uh, Fargo tour, and he was explaining like, yeah, like, I don't really fucking, like, I don't register, like, facial expressions or things, like, it, like, if a woman was into me and wanted to have sex, like, two weeks later, I go, like, hmm, I think maybe she wanted to fuck with me, and in that moment, I don't pick up on a lot of cues, you actually have to tell me you want to have sex with me, which kind of explains a lot of Chris Rock's acting. Okay, I'll just give you an example. Okay. I was on a date with a guy, and we went to some sushi spot, and he was telling me about how he had just moved to the Bay to San Francisco. He was paying $3,000 a month in his apartment. And he, he picked his apartment because it was two blocks away from his office. Weird flex, but okay. He parks his car on Treasure Island for $200 a month. And because he's just like from some place where his mom has coddled him the whole, his, he mentioned his mom like a lot of times. And then we like went on a walk around the block past a bar called Cozy Car. And that oh, bar God. is like known because when you go in all the tv screens are just showing porn like vintage porn i've done shows there <laughs> yeah so he like as we're walking past he just points to the cozy car and he goes they show porn there and i was like okay and then we just continued and then like i should have just left at this point like i think i was like i already bartered in san francisco so like whatever is gonna happen oh i know those i'm like i'm <laughs> I took the train or Uber all the way. Like, yeah. in, like in LA dating for me, was I took like an Uber pool all the way to the other side of town. I'm like, I'm going to have some fun somehow. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was like, whatever. Like, this is clearly not a person I'm like connecting with, but whatever. So then we were in some last, the last bar we we're in, we're sitting there and like, talk. I don't even know what we we're talking about, but he goes, the girl behind you isn't wearing a bra. And I just turned around and I was like, yeah, that's uh, pretty clear. And she's like, she's not like some like model. Did she have big titties? She had big titties. And she's like a curvy blonde girl, but like kind of like a bigger curvy blonde girl, you know, some big titties with no bra on. Right. And I was just like, you, you have like no filter. Like 
You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't have a filter either. You just said there are some things you won't say to certain people. Well, that's true. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's the thing, right? This guy wasn't like you, Lyle. No, I know. I totally get that. I, totally, I, I, I understand that. I understand that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, and this is not me being, this is not me being like a pro techie. This is me being pro man. Is not defending him or, or, or the bad date. Because it sounds like an awful date. And if I went on a woman version of that. But I know like a lot of guys don't know how to communicate things they try to do. So I, just in my mind, because some of the shit he said sounds like shit I would say in a different way. Like when he said, they show porn there. I'd be like, they show porn there. You, you want to you look at a little bit of porn right now? It, <laughs> it just like wasn't like that at all. Like, I know it, it wasn't. I'm just thinking about way. how I would do that. But like if a girl wasn't wearing a bra, I'm like, I'm not wearing a bra right now. It's like, hmm. You ever not wear a bra? Like, and I would try to, like, I would All segue that. I would, like, try to segue that into, like, me. Because, like, the thing about me, like, the way I I would often get pussy is I always, like, look for those segues. Like, so speaking of that, like, fucking, you pussy. Like, it, it was, was smoother, but, you know. But you asked me about dating techie. No, yeah, you're, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm getting too self-indulgent. That, 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 thank you for checking me, sweetheart. All right, so... So there's that. Let, let's talk about dating gentrifiers real quick. I I honestly don't think I really ever have dated like a, a gentrifier. I don't think I have either. I was like probably. I think I like fucked. I had like a one night stand with one. Maybe I I don't know. I'm a whore, but I was. Not really, but no, no, but but outside of that though, like okay, with gentrifiers, right? Let's start there. So, like, Illa, who, who we had on the social media episode, Illa asked me, why do niggas in Oakland hate on gentrification so much? It just means more white bitches. And, I mean, some do embrace that, like like, like the rave niggas and all that. Like, I know Stroy fucking loves it. But all the like, like all the niggas with nose rings that was listening to techno before and, like, got into rap. Before, like, rappers was like, man, if we put a techno beat on this shit, like, like when St. John did that wrote like, but you know, like you don't know that song. Anyways, but but then right, but like I had explained to Illa, like, like Donald Trump, they're not bringing their finest white bitches. They don't they're not bringing their finest yeah. white bitches. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not bringing the white bitches from Santa Barbara and San Diego. They're bringing miserable, hairy, sapiosexuals from Indiana and Kansas. It's terrible. <laughs> The unshaved masses. Yeah, oh my God, it's <laughs> fucking gross. Like, that's, like, another thing. Like, I wish, like, like with gentrification, I wish it was more, like, just bad white. Because, like, I love, like, I, you know, I love me a Santa Barbara or San Diego white woman. You know what I mean? Like, I know you do. Yeah, it's just, like, because they wear, like, cut-off booty shorts and just take care of themselves. It's fucking great. Did you ever date, like, a gentrifier or go on one? Uh, I went on, like, a date with a gentrifier. He had, like, he had just, like, some weird ideas of, like, an art show he was going to do with a guy who works in tech who sold cocaine as well. And it was, like, a really weird situation. So I guess I got a little, I had a little taste of the chaotic energy that those types of gentrifiers can bring to the table. Did you have sex with? Yes. Can we talk about it? <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> Yeah, nigga, I'll DJ Vlad my own girlfriend. I don't give a fuck. This is compelling content. Anyways. So, I just, I had this joke once, and it was like, it didn't do well often, but it was really funny. It was, I, the joke was like, we don't see niggas and hipsters dating, and which I feel we should more often because they both hate themselves, they both drink cheap beer, and make Oakland a horrible place. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it, like I couldn't remember it, so I had to like put it down on my notes. I'm like, yeah. I, I was like, you know, I'm not a but um guy. Yeah. Like I said it a different kind of. I was like, you know, like, you know, like yeah. whatever the fuck I do. Um, let me ask you. Let me ask you this though. Why don't more? Why don't more like locals? Let me put it. But why don't more like niggas and hipsters date? Like more gentrifiers. And when you're talking about gentrifiers, you're talking about, like, the dispensary beer. Yeah, 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 I'm not talking about, because I understand, like, why, like, a fucking, 
why like a a, a, a weird gross white dude why an Indian broad uh wouldn't fucking date like some West Oakland nigga like I understand that I'm talking about the like the white people that like work at a dispensary and a barista and like three other jobs just so like they can fucking like like live in the area like why don't we see more of them dating niggas? Well, I think it has to do with what they came here to do in the first place, which is have some sort of like escape from where they're from. And as long as they're in a bubble of other people with that same mindset, they can like have this illusion that like regular life doesn't just persist no matter where you go. And I think not just for black people, but for any locals, like, like they don't necessarily want to date a local person because then Mm. it's like the regularness of life is just exposed, you know? It's like, oh, no, I'm living in my fucking this big ass house. There's 12 of us. We share a kitchen. We make dinner every night and we have 17 pets. And like, I have a lizard. You know what I mean? I know. But then and I and my Craigslist ad has all of our um, pronouns on it. And like that one dumb bitch had a lizard that we know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. But so case in point. And then. So I feel like there's like a thing of like, well, if I'm just with someone who goes and like visits their parents on weekends and like their sister comes to town, it's like, that's just exactly like the regular life they left. And they want to like trick themselves into thinking that like they're in this magical place and there's like a reason they're there, like working their ass off for, for pennies, you know? Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I I have two more things I want to, I want to unpack. Um, one, do you think gentrification or tech or gentrification or techies or yuppies? Because if I had much, I would rather date like a yuppie broad. Like I would rather date like a, a girl, like someone like real estate or fucking. All right, yuppie. <sighs> yeah, you, we can say that because you're like, well, because you're from the area that you live in. Young urban professional. Well, yeah, I mean, by that definition, I'm a fucking yuppie or I was before COVID. You mean tell me I was no yuppie? No, you weren't a yuppie. <laughs> I was. Oh, well, that's some bullshit then. Um, no, no, but no, but in all seriousness, I, I knew I wasn't a yuppie. But like, I would have rather, like, if I, I would rather like fuck with, with a, a techie. I mean, I, I fuck with a yuppie, and then uh, te- I mean, if we're doing fuck Mary kills, like marry uh, marry the yuppie, fuck Is the techie. That, wait, did I just get? Like, shut um, up. Shut up. Shut up. Come on. We're going. People don't care about your dreams right now, nigga. <laughs> it's like, no, I would do boom. Marry the yuppie, uh, fuck the techie, and kill the uh the gentrifier, right? K- kill the beanie gentrifier. But so but, but so so my question is though, do you think like they have made it they have made like dating just more difficult? Yeah. I think okay, Maybe. so my take is because the gentrifiers, the yuppies, and uh, uh, the techies, they're so of their own bubble that they don't really know. Because, like, a lot... Because, I mean, I, I don't... I can't say that, like, with dating is, like, you go so far out of your comfort zone. Because, like, I do want to date a girl, like, the, of my own world that looks like she has clean silverware and shit. But, like, at the same time, it's like, I don't... Like like I said, like, I don't want to really date... I definitely don't want to date no girls a comedian. I've gone on dates with women that are like actresses and filmmakers, and they're I, I don't like that because like I know enough about that, and it's like yeah, this and they're like oh, I'm just on the grind. Like I had one girl like when she film documentary filmmaker, and me and her went on a date, and she was like, like so many people would be pissed off if they knew I was here with you because I've been putting so many people off. So consider yourself lucky. I'm like yeah, whatever, bitch. But it was. <laughs> It was a great date, but the point is, though, it's like those are the types of people that you get in the more kind of artistic world. So, like, I would rather, you know, date somebody that's like more stable. I, yeah, go I ahead. mean, I just feel like to answer your question, I think dating's hard wherever you go, every place you go, because I think it is hard to find like that person for you if that's what you're looking for. Um, I'm not talking about that person. I mean, like, where you can go. I mean, like, we can go on enough dates and like, well, that was pleasant. Nah, I fuck often enough. That person's fine. And that didn't work out. And then, okay, I'm not really doing anything now. Oh, this person came along. I'm a little excited. Okay, now I'm moving on. But I, I'm saying, like, like where's something like that and you have dry spells or whatever. 
But I'm saying because like I get like a lot of toxic vibes in a Bay Area. I'm not gonna get in LA. I don't. Like, I just don't agree because I think that like everywhere you go, like let's talk like Knoxville, Tennessee, like some bullshit place, you know? Like, oh well, I'm learning it to all the same guys. They just want to talk about their truck. They just want to talk about that's true. Calling lumber. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Okay, so I would be on the like on the road. I'd be like on the dating apps or whatever. Like I'd be on the swipe shit. And and like quite a few girls' bios that like when I get into more rural areas, they'd be like. If you have a picture of you with a dead animal, I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are these things doing? <laughs> like, oh. I'm gonna kill the pussy like I did this gear. Like, it's it's fish, and it's uh drugged tigers. A lot of them have pictures with drugged tigers. That's gross. All right, so my last question thing I want to unpack, and maybe this is just because I want to talk some shit, but. I feel a lot of these white people don't really care about black people and sex workers like that. But you see, like, ah, proud black sex worker. Look, in regards to sex workers, Quinnipiac sex workers, and the gentrification sex workers. I just don't know anything about them. All right, I just want to make fun of them. All right, never mind. <laughs> you know, you know, it's not even like a sex worker thing. It, it, it's it's a. It's a goofy white woman that she thinks she's important type of thing. I just want to talk some shit, but I feel like you should do an episode about that. Maybe we should. see. I don't really know enough about that. I just want that to be a side. You know what? Whatever. Hey, man. Hey, thank you for listening. Enjoy your fucking weekend. Thank you for listening to the Let's Unpack That podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please have yourselves a good weekend. Stream couples therapy. Share a screenshot of you listening to this. Promote this shit, okay? I'm tired of you niggas asking, Lyle, how come how come you ain't no movie? Because, look, you niggas need to support me first, okay? Shit. Hey, uh, thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys on Monday.